The QuackCast, Revenant Edition. This is number 227 and is called I Reject Your Medical Reality and I Substitute Death. References for this QuackCast can be found over at Science-Based Medicine from the article of the same name from August 15th, 2023. I am, no surprise, a big fan of reality. I think I have a reasonable approximation of what reality is, mostly understood through the lens of the sciences. I learned early in my education that the key word is approximation. Always approaching a complete picture of life, the universe, and everything asymptotically. Zeno's paradox is the best representation of how one acquires understanding. Not everyone is a fan of reality. I remember being amused back in the day by Adam Savage's tagline of, I reject your reality and substitute my own. As a sci-fi guy who read a lot of alternative, or should it be complementary or integrative history, I thought it was funny. But to a rather worrisome degree, it defines many people, except for the obvious to me fact that there are no other realities that can be slotted in at will. I have often thought we should be called reality-based medicine in part because the scam proponents use science, albeit with more of a doc science kind of ineptness to justify their practices, and in part it offers an easy opposite. What is the opposite of science-based medicine? The antonyms of science do not roll trippingly off the tongue, although I do kind of like witlessness-based medicine as an alternative to alternative medicine. But the opposite of reality? Fantasy-based, delusional-based, fiction-based medicine sum up the not-so-distinguished competition so much better. Denying reality has consequences. Few, rock climbers accepted, deny, say, the existence of gravity. Planes and bridges are not built using alternative ideas as to what constitutes gravity. The earth sucks, as an example, is not a workable construct for keeping a plane aloft. Medicine seems particularly prone to people denying reality and substituting their own. It often does not work out well. I saw many examples in my long and storied career as an infectious disease doctor. The first case was as a medical student doing my ER rotation. A guy came in weak with a low blood pressure and a very low hematocrit, a measurement of how many red cells are in the circulation. A slow bleed from a gastrointestinal cancer was on the list of reasons, but taking off his shirt to listen to his lungs revealed a huge mushroom-shaped melanoma that was oozing blood. He denied its existence. He was not the only patient I saw over the years who presented with huge necrotic tumors whose presence was denied by the patient. Some were the size literally of dinner plates, and the patient would say, nope, hadn't noticed. I had mentioned in the past the case that got me involved in scams. I was called for a consult of a leg infection. Rather than an infection, it was a young female with a dead, rotting leg from a progressive sarcoma being very unsuccessfully treated by a naturopath. That night, the tumor eroded into an artery and she died in her sleep. N.D., not a doctor. I have also seen many a patient who have denied their AIDS diagnosis refused care, progressed, and died. Note a pattern. Reject at medical reality and die. There are no end of deaths from COVID in those who denied COVID. It's prevention, appropriate treatment, 
or the benefits of the vaccine. Reality substitutions seem to have a particular predilection for conservative talk show hosts. Quote, no less than five conservative talk show hosts who urge their audience to avoid vaccines for COVID-19 have died from the virus. Far be it for me to suggest any schadenfreude. These COVID deaths from reality substitution were mostly anecdotes, not a careful evaluation of the epidemiology of the consequences of ignoring reality. The epidemiology of COVID changed as the virus washed back and forth over the United States. It started in the blue northwest, and it took its time to reach the red south. The disease evolved, and along with it, our understanding of its spread, its treatment, and prevention. So early on, it was difficult to make hard and fast rules about who gets COVID and why, given all the flux and variation. This was noted in early studies as COVID wandered from blue to red states. Quote, from March 2020 to early June 2020, Republican-led states had lower COVID-19 incidence rates than Democratic-led states. On June 3, 2020, the association reversed, and Republican-led states had a higher incidence. This trend persisted through early December 2020. For death rates, Republican-led states had lower rates early in the pandemic, but higher rates from July 4, 2020 through mid-December 2020. And while the death rates per 100,000 were higher in states with Republican governors, the comparisons were not at a steady state for disease in the country. Substituting reality by ignoring masking and social distancing before vaccines was variable, and direct comparisons of red or blue are problematic. The trend towards more reality substitution in red areas and subsequent suboptimal consequences appeared real and was plausible from basic infection control practice. Reality substitution is a bad idea in infection control in the hospital, and there would be no reason to suspect the same principles would not apply in the real world. So, when did we reach steady state with COVID? Got me. Sometime after the vaccine was released and after the entire country had seen the first wave would be one reasonable, if arbitrary, point. And that brings us to the most recent reality denial paper, Excess Death Rates for Republicans and Democrats Registered Voters in Florida and Ohio During the COVID-19 Pandemic. Quote, between January 1st, 2018 and January 31st, 2021, there were 530,159 individuals in Florida and Ohio who died at age 25 years or older in the sample study. The median age at death was 78 years. Overall, the excess death rate for Republican voters was 2.8 percentage points, or 15% higher, than the excess death rate for Democratic voters. After May 1, 2021, when vaccines were available to all adults, the excess death rate gap between Republican and Democratic voters widened from 0.9 percentage point to 7.7 percentage points, in the adjusted analysis, with excess death rates among Republican voters was 43% higher than excess death rates among Democratic voters. The gap in excess death rates between Republican and Democratic voters was large in counties with lower vaccination rates. It was primarily noted in voters residing in Ohio. How widely applicable the results are is uncertain, but it is in agreement with the general trend that denying reality and substituting your own can be fatal, at least in medicine. It still worked well as a concept 
in Mythbusters. But consider the close election of 2024. Arizona had 6,400 COVID deaths as of November 2020 on its way to 30,000 as I write this podcast. Biden won by 10,000 votes in 2020. Georgia had 8,500 deaths on its way to 35,000. Biden won that state by 12,000 votes. Wisconsin had 3,000 deaths on its way to 16,000. Biden won by 20,000. Republicans had a 43% higher death rate since the vaccine was introduced and a 15 higher percent death rate before the vaccine. Ballpark calculations, and there are all sorts of ways to crunch the numbers, depending on the breakdown of party affiliation, age, etc., suggest that reality denial may have helped prevent the re-election of Donald Trump. Odd to think about it, but the red cult of death's reality substitution may have helped swing the election to Biden, what with the Electoral College and all. Trump still would have lost the popular vote. And for 2024, there will be more red dead than blue dead. Supporting policies that kill your constituents may be counterproductive to electoral victory. If a similar close race happens in 24, it may not be the dead who vote that make a difference, but the COVID dead who can no longer vote. Red dead and no redemption. My son played that game during COVID. I particularly like the main character caught TB and died of it. The main character didn't wear a mask or socially distance when it may have helped. Someone with a more sophisticated understanding of the numbers should do the calculations across the U.S. as of November 2020 and see how reality denial affected the election and might alter future elections. In the meantime, I will continue to voice my support for reality in all its approximations, regardless of electoral consequences. And that ends this Puscast Revenant Edition. Talk to you next time. Time to pimp myself, by the way. Today is the 30th of September, 2023, which means tomorrow is October 1st. And my first novel comes out, available at Amazon. It's called Skeptics in the Pub, Cholera. My goal is to sell enough books so that I can join the Science Fiction Writers of America, a childhood dream. So, check it out. Bye.